Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, <clears throat> it's the darkest timeline. We can all agree it's the darkest timeline. So there's that. Today's darkest timeline, it's computer game heavy, I'm afraid. If you tune in for the computer game section, you're in luck, because it's everywhere. If you don't, there's some other stuff, but there's a lot of computer games. I'll warn you now. Um, working in an office, technology, explosions, and the the best version of a Sunday. That, some movies, and a lot of computer game talk. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And the key one there, the main one, is share the podcast around. If you enjoy the podcast, maybe somebody else will as well. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the darkest timeline. So, there, that was spookier than I intended, it's the spooky season, not not by the time you get this, don't, think, don't even think it'll be the bonfire season, so I can't even blame it on that, sometimes you've just got to go with it, <clears throat> apparently there is a frog lodged in this here throat, um, uh, yes, I will absolutely try and download this podcast that will absolutely not download. What is going on with that? Um, one of those things where it could be a doozy of an episode today. Or it could be like 25 minutes and I'm like, oh, well, that was a short one. Um, <clears throat> lots. Lots of computing, poof, lots of computer game based things. So that might put some people off. Um, and yeah, some some other things. Let's get stuck in. Um, obviously, this in theory would fall into the computer game section, but I wanted to give it its own little bit of the podcast because i've got you know i've got other games to talk about but uh the title of this bit would be vr's back baby that's right vr is back um often i feel like a bit of a fraud um no not for that reason um i have to feel like a bit of a fraud because um, when I'm setting up the podcast, when I'm uploading and doing all of that side of the job, um, there's an option to copy the tags from a previous podcast. So for speed, I just copy them, knowing full well that one of the tags is VR. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not like I... It's hard to explain. I'm like, I always intend to play VR. Um, if I'm honest, I had a bit of a falling out. Um, how do I put this? 
a well-known company who may or may not have a well-known VR brand um, informed me via email that they were no longer going to support the VR headset that I owned. Now, admittedly, this was a little while after they released a new one, but I felt that that was particularly unfair for the many hundreds of pounds that it had cost to previously buy said headset. Now, admittedly, looking into the email, there was very it was very much one of those of, <clears throat> from their perspective, they want you to buy the new one. From a consumer perspective, they were like, you can still use the one you've got, but... Um, and literally at that moment I went, well, F you, I'm not playing anymore. <clears throat> Potentially a little bit along the lines of cutting my nose off to spite my face, but hey. So there was this thing, that partially I was like, oh, well, you know, I always intend to go back, but, um, you know, like the, like the child that I am, it hurt me. It hurt me. So, uh. So that was that. I was at a bit of a, a bit of a standoff. So I found myself in a position where I could furnish myself with um, the quest two. Second iteration of the quest. Uh, I could get it at a good price, so on and so forth. There was additional um, accessories, some of which on their own are expensive, um, and it would save me a lot of money in a roundabout way. And I was like, well, you know, it's not like I, it's not like I'm like I don't I don't want to play the VR. I don't I hate the quest. It wasn't like that. It was. As I've, as I've literally just explained. So I was like, actually, I'm down with that. Now, admittedly, there may be a connection with the fact that uh, the, the, the Quest 3 has just been released. But let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. So, I said, yes, I will, I will, I will take that off your hands. I will do you a favour and take it off your hands. One of those things that I used to make time for VR, but with things like recently having Game Pass for a month and typically at the same time as getting Game Pass, ending up with a for the first time in what feels like four years, a backlog of games, new and old. Um, it's a it's a was it a very a veritable cornucopia of games to then add another gaming system and let's face it, another activity into the mix. Got to shuffle stuff around a bit. There was a part of me that was like, I mean, I've done all the VR stuff. And I loved it. I really did love it. But 
I don't see myself overly getting too much play out of it. Uh, so here's a list of the games that I've played in the last week. Uh, I got the VR Tuesday, so six days ago. Uh, I've played the most recent version of Pistol Whip. I've played the updated version of Gun Club. Uh, my personal, one of my personal favourites, Arizona Sunshine. Nobody saw that one coming, did they? And uh, the other day, I also dipped back into Robo Recall. One of the things that was nice is one of the first things the Quest 2 said to me was, hey, this is the top 20 games from your previous Quest. Would you like me to just go ahead and install those? And I said, let me have a look. Uh, yes, please do that. Because in that 20 games were all the games I wanted to play. On the flip side, what it doesn't do is it doesn't carry any saves over. Now, I know from, um, there was a point in time, I think I spoke about it on the podcast, there was a point in time where I had to do a factory reset on my original quest, and a very similar thing happened. I could reinstall all of my games, but I lost all of my saves. And again, it was another one where I was like, oh, you, you swine. However, this time it was kind of nice. It was like it was new, it was fresh. And even though I've played all of these games before, playing them again from scratch has been quite enjoyable. Um, Pistol Whip is the game that keeps on giving. I would love to go back and look at how much I paid for that game because I don't think it was in the £30 category. I think it was low to mid 20s every single update that game has had which is more often than not massive amounts of content every single one of them has been free now it's got an option where you can get what's called remixes which is a community created um, tracks and I went into them and I was like, uh, here we go, this is where they want you to pay because the the wording they use, the button they use, is subscribe. And I was like, this is it, this is where they want to charge you money. I was like, okay, well, let's find out, you know, how much is it that they're going to want? How much do you need? Click the first subscribe button and it said downloading. And I was like, oh, you just have to subscribe to that person and... When it said download, and I was like, oh man, it's going to take forever. It was literally a second, two seconds. Next thing, away you go. Um, in some ways, it was fun to play the Metallica one. And in other ways, I don't want to speak you know, ill. I don't know how, how these things are created, but not the most inspired um, of pistol whip levels. Um Gun Club's Gun Club, but I was like, I've played it before and I've played it quite a lot and I've kind of, in a lot of ways, I've kind of done it. So, how can we take it up another notch with the Spice Weasel? Once I'd unlocked the zombie stuff, I was like, this is where I, this is what the bit I like. So let's do the zombie stuff. I was like, you know what would make this a lot more fun? 
if I bought a massive shotgun with like a big barrel on it and just went nuts on the zombie levels, which uh, I did. And I rinsed the entire zombie section and was loads of fun. Arizona Sunshine is Arizona Sunshine. It's gaming done right. Uh, And Robo Recall is super cool and super fun. I will come back because in the game section, you might be surprised here that there's some VR games. But like I said, I wanted to give the VR its own little... (coughs) Its own little thing. Now then, maybe... Maybe we won't play it too much. Maybe, maybe VR's had its time. You know, maybe trying to find time to fit it in. Maybe, maybe I'll buy it and I just, I just it'll go the way the other the other one went. Um, I can happily say that not only myself, Leon, um, one of my children. Uh, does enjoy the VR and got straight on it. Um, I personally have drained a full battery charge from the Quest 2 twice now in play sessions. One of them being last night and I was proper miffed because I was mid-play. Um, it seemed like it is constantly on charge. Now a couple of things. Um, a little bit of a review of the quest, having had it six days, but um, it seems to take forever to charge. I don't know if that is just a thing, just the way it feels. It's one of those that I imagine it has a higher processing power, so it requires more power. So it's probably got a bigger battery, which is why it takes longer, but it probably uses more battery. I always felt the the original quest charged a lot quicker. Um, it could also be an impatience thing. It could be like, man, I want to play. Why isn't it charged? Um, I may or may not have already looked into a battery pack for it. A um, couple of other things. <sighs> Quality of the build in the headset is good purely because one of the accessories I got with it was the comfort head strap uh, I know from the early days of the Quest 2 that it was notoriously bad for comfort the comfort headset came almost immediately there was a point where I looked at buying it as a bundle that came with the Quest 2 uh, came with the comfort head strap that's how important that that item is I'd watched a video at one point. I was like, these are the accessories you absolutely must have for a Quest 2. And one of them was that. Um, I've got the case for it. I never had a case for the other one because I never really felt I needed it. Um, it's kind of cool. I mean, the, the case because everything's there and everything's in one place. Um, the build on the headset. Uh, that's what I was talking about. The build on the headset is fine and groovy. The build on the hands have a so slightly different shape and stuff, which that's not really an issue, but one of the hand one of the hand controllers 
it feels a bit creaky when I use it. It creaks a bit when I'm holding it. That could be because, let's face it, secondhand. You don't know what's happened to it previously. Or it could be a slightly worse quality. I will say this, I did have some rubber grips for the previous Quest handsets. So they might have masked any creaks. Um, overall, as a system, great. However, the, the, the con column does have a few things in. And those things are quite noticeable. Like I say, the battery thing seems a bit weird to me. Have a bigger battery, yes, but let's let's lock in those charging times. Um, so, yes, VR is back, baby, is what I put as my title. But what I will say is, um, stay tuned for more VR. I'm, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you can't wait. I'm sure you're riveted. Um, weirdly, talking about VR straight out of the gate, um, to then go on to talking more about computer games would be a really weird thing for a podcast that's not solely based around computer games. But you'll see what I mean. Um, any quote-unquote gamer will tell you about this phenomena and this phenomena is this there are times when the absolute last thing you want to do is play computer games computer games are boring computer games are rubbish computer games are the worst maybe you'll sell your console maybe it's time to hang up that controller maybe Maybe read a book. Maybe do some some jobs around the house. Maybe it's time to fix that thing that's broken that you just haven't had the time to do. That is part of the of the of the gamer existence. Another part is it's it, you know, it's Wednesday, I've done everything I need to do for the day, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to play a couple of hours at the most, hour and a half of, of, of game, and I'm going to go to bed. That's the mid-range. And then there's the other extreme. And the other extreme is a super destructive um, extreme for a certain type of gamer at a certain time of life i would have said and that is the only thing i want to do with my time right now is play computer games now the short version is that is where i that's where i am in my life at the moment but we'll we'll come on to that i am very much aware that it's probably and when i say probably almost definitely there's probably some psychological aspect to that computer games are an, an, an escape from life so maybe it's just a hey i would really like to escape from my life right now on the flip side 
at this point in time, I have uh, three Xbox games on the go. They're not Xbox exclusive, but they are. Uh, there are three games I'm playing on the Xbox. Again, we'll talk about them. There are four PS5 games sitting on the TV unit waiting to be played. One of them have started. Three of them haven't. All new to me. One of them is a new game. Um, and then once you put VR into the mix, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, sitting here talking now, I'm literally looking at the time like if I can get this podcast done in the next 20 minutes, that's uh, that's an hour and a half of potential VR gaming. It's that. So yes, there's a possibility that there's some attempt to run away from life, or maybe it's just that there's a hell of a lot of games to play right now, and would I rather be playing computer games than going to work? You bet your ass I would. Um... Speaking of going to work, uh, uh, been doing a lot of a lot of time in the office recently. Uh, I won't go into the ins and outs. It's not. Um, I was going to say it's not by choice. It absolutely is by choice. But if if I didn't have the choice, I wouldn't. Long story doesn't need to go into. But it has made me th- it has made me think about life, the world, and where we were X number of years ago. X number of years ago, I went in the office four days a week. I work four days a week. I go in the office four days a week. Uh, that was that. It was as simple as that. Then we had a small, you know, medical emergency that lasted give or take three years and now I have to do two days two days hasn't been enough recently no that's not true recently it has been enough but previously it hasn't been enough and now I'm making up for that by doing additional days here and there. Those additional days have been absolutely crippling me. Not physically, somewhat emotionally, but the pressure it puts on my time. When I'm working from home, I can do a morning's work and then either go and do a workout or go and run on the treadmill as my lunch. I then go, I can then go back to work, get my afternoon done, knowing that then I've only got one or two things to get done in the evening. Um, you know, there's, I've, got a, I've got a dog that needs walking and all this time and the other. Going into the office removes all of that and pushes everything into the evening. It also gives me less time in the morning because obviously I've got all the travelling and getting ready and leaving the house and all that to do so short run on the morning and all that times it by two, 50% of your time you can make up for that 
elsewhere in the week. Times it by three, three quarters of your working week, where there are times, so there was a day last week where my day started, it was Wednesday last week, my day started at quarter to six. And I don't mean like the alarm went off quarter to six, I mean out of bed, getting ready, quarter to six. Out the door, go climbing. Come back, shower, get dressed, youngest daughter to school, and then I've got the whole day with my son. Now, let's just go back a step. Quarter to six start, the entire day with my son. Once I reach the point where I have to go and pick my daughter up from school, then it's like into another world of, you know, twice as many children, twice as much whatever. Then you move into the evening, and as I get to the evening, I'm like, I've got this to do, I've got that to do, I've got the other to do. And then, bang, podcasts, back-to-back podcasts, get them recorded, get them coded, get them uploaded, all of this. By the time I finished... The day, you know, the what's almost the working day, it was 11 o'clock at night. And I was still in the process of uploading those podcasts. So a quarter to six, all the way through to 11, without stopping to then get finished up and go to bed. If you've got office days either side of that, and another office day to fit into that week, one busy-ass week. <clears throat> like I say, if you're in the office, it pushes everything to either side of the day. And I was saying about this, and I was saying, you know, look, you look back and you think, I used to go in the office every day. It was never an issue. It was never a problem. Now, it's unthinkable. Obviously, you know, I have to do it, it's doable, whatever. Next week, all the days I'm working next week, I have to be in the office. So, <laughs> um, and admittedly, um, as Leanne pointed out to me, you know, it was... Yeah, but you didn't have um, a dog. Um, children living in the house. Um, you weren't working out the way you were. You weren't running the way you were. Ex- or are, etc., etc. So your life has completely changed because of that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose that is a point. Even so... These additional, oh, these additional office days have been absolutely brutal. Um, technology hates me. Have I ever told you this? Going all the way back um, to the Commodore sixty four. 
All I wanted for Christmas, ladies and gents, all I wanted for Christmas was Commodore Amiga. Um, but we were poor. So, um, I got a Commodore 64. Now, the Commodore 64 was still a valid machine. It's just the Amiga was new. And it was a disk drive instead of a tape drive. It was all integrated. Um, Commodore 64 was all separate pieces. Keyboard, tape deck, and then the, the unit itself. I cannot stress how big the box was. The box was like a modern day car. It was huge. And it took a full calendar year. A full 365 days to get that Commodore 64 up and running. It didn't work. This was the thing. I got this this Christmas present, which was amazing. It was a big thing. Um, and I got it all, plugged it all in, and it didn't work. So it had to go back to, to the shop, and basically the shop were like, we will just replace the bit that doesn't work. So it's like, all right, cool. This was in the the 90s. I'm going to go out and say, there was, say, 91, maybe. So they were like, we'll replace the part for you. It'll take three weeks. They'll send it to the company. The company will get it eventually. They'll process it and send it back. So it had like three or four of the main bodies replaced. Um, and it had, I think it was something like, it was either four or five tape decks replaced. At the best part of a month for each uh, then there was the point in time where they were like, well, we'll replace the cables. Maybe it's the cables, but they do them each individual cable and send them off and stuff. And it took a full calendar year to get it fixed and to get it up and running. And I formed a theory at that point in time. My theory was that technology hated me. It was just a weird thing. Whatever I touched technologically just broke however I touched it it broke and that theory has stuck with me for 30 plus years because there have been various points in my life where I've picked up an item of technology and that item of technology has gone I don't work anymore and I'm not saying it's because you touched me but let's look at the situation so recently it's just been one of those points of time i have had so many items of technology that are just like nah mate i'm out my xbox is like i am going to explode in a ball of flames any day now i think we did i talk about the fact that i had to do a essentially a factory reset on my uh on my xbox yeah if that had been the end of it that would have probably been fine no it almost immediately developed a different issue 
So now its new issue is that the fan doesn't turn on. Uh, sorry, the fan doesn't turn off anymore. You turn the Xbox off and the fan just keeps running. I discovered this after turning the Xbox off and going back two hours later and going, what's that noise? Having looked up on the internet, surprise, surprise, it's a common issue and it can be fixed by doing it this. I have to do that every time I use it now. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples because at the moment that's one example. Um, phone was playing up at one point. That was fun. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking about the other day? I can't even think what it was now. There was something else. Oh, I couldn't get the um, couldn't get the music to work in the car. Music was like, nah, mate, not today. I was like, but what am I supposed to listen to? It's like, I don't know, not this. Like, all right, lovely, thank you. Obviously, you know, there's all the issues I've had with the car. Um, I've got a TV that whistles. It's not annoying in the slightest. Spoilers. It's definitely annoying. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the um, smart remote for my TV. That was like, I can turn on and off. Okay. What about all the other functions? No, no, I can't. I can't do those anymore. It's been just one thing after another, after another, after another. And I'm just like, well, we're in one of those points of time at the moment where technology hates me. Um, another example would be this. <sighs> what day was it? Friday, I think. Friday night. Friday night is one of those evenings where after a long week of doing stuff most evenings, Friday night's kind of special. Friday night is generally the night where I go, oh man, I'm going to get all of this stuff done. I'm going to sit down. Uh, I'm going to have something to eat. And then it's going to be computer games all night, baby. And what that translates to is I sit down after a long week and um, probably fall asleep. However... VR baby so I'm like I'm going to go play some VR then I'm going to go play some computer games can't fall asleep standing up can you so you know great I walk into the dining room I'm like I'm going to play some VR VR requires a well lit room so I'm going to turn this light on now earlier in the evening the, the light in question had flickered momentarily whilst turned on I was like that seems strange I turned on the light and I thought that somebody had been shot because there was a bang and a pop all at the same time and then the sound of what I could only describe as rain. The rain in question was tiny, 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 tiny pieces of glass raining down over absolutely everything 
in the dining room. Yes, the bulb had exploded. Now, we've all been there where you flick a light switch and the light and the light goes. And it and it sometimes it goes with a pop, sometimes it goes with a a small bang, sometimes it just doesn't turn on anymore. And you go, that bulb is dead. In all of my years, I've never had a bulb explode. I was stood in the doorway. I'm like, right, job one. Let's get the dog out of here. The dog being the one going, what happened? Let me go investigate. Don't do that, Numpty. Leave the room. So once you've got the dog out and, you know, there's that, then it's like, how exactly do you go about clearing up tiny, tiny, tiny pieces of glass everywhere? And the key, the main part of this is how do you clean up all the tiny pieces of glass? Of all of the toys and all of the surfaces that your children use? I can answer that question. Uh, for a very long time, you just hoover everything. And the bigger than sand sized pieces of glass, you pick up. Uh, it's also loads of fun to try and remove an exploded bulb from the light fitting. Uh, I've never been more terrified using a pair of pliers, let's put it that way. Never in all my days have I seen a bulb explode. Lan said that it, ha it has happened to her, but... Oh my word, what a nightmare. Um, had the absolute most boss Sunday, probably in history. Um, I had what's known as the, the lesser spotted lion. Um... I, at this point in time, I can't even remember what it was, but there's been a series of me getting up early on a Sunday morning for like a month. And there was a point where I was like, look, this, this doesn't, this doesn't float my boat. Um, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, it's gone, long gone are the days where I used to get up at five o'clock in the afternoon. I'll tell you that. Um, but I don't want to get up at half six on a Sunday. Is the shortest version. Seven, half seven, eight o'clock maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I just want to feel like there is some part of my life that is actually mine. Um... So I kind of did that look, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this ain't, this ain't copacetic. So, um, so there was a lion involved, not, not a late one, not a five o'clock in the afternoon job, just 
not half six. Now, as I was explaining to somebody at work today, the lion is a dangerous thing. It's a double-edged sword because there is one version of a lion where you get up feeling like a million dollars. You've got a spring in your step. You feel refreshed, recharged, rejuvenated. There is another version of the lion where you feel like you've been hit by a truck and that truck was hit by a train and you regret every decision you've ever made in life up to that moment in time and the one decision you really regret is that lion so there are those two different versions and i was very i was really worried that we were going to get the latter as it was got the other version we got the feeling feeling great um started the day with a little uh, little fight um my youngest daughter decided to uh try and get me out of the bed um i re- retaliated by um yeah just just you know beating her up for like 25 minutes throwing her uh, throwing her down the end of the bed she comes scuttling back jump on me I'd like, you know, go for like a wrestling pin of some description. Uh, go get a few tickles in there. Uh, go, I was trying to convince my son to, to jump on her when I had her held down. Laughter. Fighting. More laughter. Is there a better way to start a Sunday? A lie-in and a, and a, and a fight got up got a nice long hot shower got dressed but then then i was ready to tackle the day and not only to tackle that day to tackle absolutely every single aspect every fiber of that day so i was like let's get this day done let's get this day done right not only am i gonna you know, I'm going to get the dog out for a nice long walk, get him absolutely worn out. I'm going to get as many jobs done as possible today so that I can sit down this evening and watch the American football, knowing full well that my jobs are done. And then after watching the American football, I am going to play VR. So let's get after it. And that's what I did. I got the dog out, nice long walk, got back. I was like, right. I need to make uh, I need to make a salad for tea, and while I'm making a salad for tea, I'll make my lunch for tomorrow. And uh, you know, there was like washing that needed swapping over. Um, I'd already done the washing up on Saturday, like the big the big pot wash, like every every single pot in the entire building got all of that washed and dried. Um, there was another. Uh, did I mention my lunch? Made my lunch. Packed my bag. Um, there was something else. Oh, there's a um, there's a birthday in our house this week, so there's birthday stuff to do. 
uh, there was a point where I was like, oh, I was like, I was making drinks for later in the day and all this sort of stuff. This point, I got a bit of music on, a bit of dancing in the kitchen, got the dog out in the afternoon. Absolutely crushed the day. The day was mine. I owned that day. And just by the end of it, I was like, yeah, flawless victory. Cookie wins. Um, last thing from the week is from something from today. Uh, that thing from today is... Stepped on the scales this morning. And having had a week of eating right, working out, running, climbing, fasting, all of that. I stepped on the scales at exactly the same weight as I was last week. And I went, okay, I think we're done here. I think this is it for me. I now have to just resign myself to this is my weight. When somebody says to me in the future, how much do you weigh? I will say, this is how much I weigh. It's now time to stop stepping on the scales. And basically, I've weighed the same for a month. And as I said before, go back X amount of time or whatever. Personally, I think it is physically impossible to continue to weigh the same with the amount I do week in, week out. So the fact that I do weigh the same means that there is something fundamentally wrong. And I think we're going to have to just say at this point here and now, this is it. This is me. It's not what I want. It's not the way I want things to be. I honestly don't know what I can do to change it past this. I presume that my metabolism is now non-existent. Uh, <laughs> I'm a me metabolically challenged is something that will come up shortly. Um, so that's that. And there's a weird part of me that feels kind of liberated by it. There's a part of me that's like, here we go. This is it. This is, this is the, this is the end of this journey. I can stop recording my weight week in, week out. I can stop writing it down and I can just say, this is me now. This is me. Yeah. Seems like a strange concept. In the last 10 years, I've weighed less than this. I've also weighed a lot more than I do right now. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um... I haven't, I haven't watched any TV this week, which I don't often watch TV, but I started to think, maybe I should. I'm like, maybe I should start, like, maybe I should pick a series and just watch it so that I've got something to talk about from a TV perspective. What, what do you think would you want to listen to me talk about? random TV show people say The Bear's really good should I watch that um, but I haven't so 
I think I'm going to give that um, that Sylvester Stallone documentary thing a go. That's coming on to Netflix. So, uh, yeah, um, I imagine it'll be almost identical to the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Um, have watched a film. It's a new film. came out on Friday. Today is Monday, and I've watched it twice. So, going back a little while, and probably was quite a while, to be fair, uh, Bill Burr started talking about the fact that he was making a movie. Um, in all of that time, the weirdest thing has to be, never realised that he was also directing it. I thought he'd just written it, uh, and was also starring in it. Film is called Old Dads, and he made a big deal about everybody needs to go to the cinema. When this film comes out, you need to get yourselves to the cinema. A little while ago, a trailer popped up for Old Dads, which was going to be shown on Netflix. And I was like, Billy Boy, come on, man. You made that massive deal about people need to go to the cinema, and then you've just essentially sold it to Netflix. Um, one of those things, I did hear um, Bert Kreischer talking about the process of selling a movie to Netflix. Um, one that's been to the cinema. Um, and it was interesting. But this hasn't been to the cinema. This has gone direct to Netflix. So I would like to know... I wonder, let me just very quickly, I know it's not the most fun, uh, how much did Netflix pay for old dads? Oh, there we go, the... Uh, The Guardian offering up a terrible take on things. Uh, no, just a load of reviews. Yeah, I thought it was probably too much to ask. Uh, Netflix. Why would somebody ask how does it end? Just watch the friggin' thing. So, can't tell you how much it's paid. It's gonna be it's gonna be millions. It's gonna be probably a lot of millions, is probably what I can say. Um film's called Old Dads. It's about three dads of a certain generation. Uh, in a lot of ways trying to adjust to today's world. You can't say certain things, you can't do certain things, you can't act a certain way, and especially if you are an angry middle aged man. Can't imagine why, as a film, it would appeal to me. But, um, Bill Burr basically plays himself. So, you know, there's that. Um, I saw the trailer, I was like, trailer looks good. I made a note of the date. I may have set a reminder or two. Uh, and then, Friday, boom, movie comes out on Netflix, ready to roll. So I'm like, I am psyched for this. I pop it on. I sit and watch it. And 
Oh boy. One of the funniest films I have seen in a long time. One of the best films I've seen in a long time. Just, have you ever had one of those experiences where you're like, did somebody make this film just for me? Because that's what it feels like. Um, fantastic. Um, every aspect, every part of it, every fibre of it, I was like, this is a home run. Um, obviously, there's no, you know, no secret, no surprise. I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. I'm going to support something that, that, that certain people do. This is no exception. But this wasn't bias, and I can tell you why. Because, do you remember me saying I watched it twice? Mm. It was mine and Leon's Saturday night movie. And I was apprehensive to say the least. I can safely say that Leanne laughed out loud three times whilst watching that film. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a record. It's a new record. It was I was I was blown away. I was just like, what is happening right now? Tackles a lot of the um a lot of the issues of a certain generation in today's world. But it also makes you look at the way the today's world is and for want of a better way of putting it, highlights how ridiculous it all is. Um, a couple of twists and turns in there. You're not expecting anything major from a comedy. So it's not like, you know, a murder mystery kind of twist. But a couple of points where you're like, oh. Um, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I'll watch it again. That's how good it was. I've always said, as far as comedy is concerned, if you can watch something that's a comedy stand up or otherwise, on your own, and you laugh out loud, it's a sign of good comedy. I laughed out loud, not non-stop, but a lot. Um, there was the fact that the woman that was playing Bill Ware's wife in it was Jenny from The League. Um, obviously, The League's one of my favourite shows, so it was like... I mean, come on. The uh, other two main dads, amazing casting. Couple of uh, couple of stand-up comedians popped up in it. Um, it was just it was just a great time, a fantastic film, a good watch. Uh, I saw an article today that said um, Bill Burr's new Netflix comedy movie. People are saying it's the funniest film they've seen in a long time. Absolutely. A pro it was an absolute banger of a movie. Computer games. <laughs> Back again so soon. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle through some of these. I'll talk a bit more at length about some of the others. Um, Xbox-wise, Game Pass-wise, still been playing Starfield, uh, UFC 4, and I started playing The Crew. Um, let's go through Starfield first. 
I spent two days on a planet looking for something before I realised I was on the wrong planet. And then I realised that that was Starfield in a nutshell. It's as a game, it's it's quite void of any substance. Like there was a point where I spent a series of days just going to different planets, finding these temples, getting the superpower from the temple, knowing full well that I will never use the superpower that I got. Like, this superpower means that you can have more oxygen. Really? And it doesn't feel like it was worth the effort in getting it. Like a lot of games like this. They gave me a superpower at the start. It was like this gravity thing where you shoot it and anybody in the wave that you shoot they're affected by the lack of gravity and they just float up in the air. And since then, I've unlocked six other superpowers. And the only one I've used is the first one I got. It's that sort of thing. It's just... It's just a game with no substance. It asks you to do all sorts of things. It gives you the ability to do all kinds of other things. But none of it feels relevant or important or worthwhile. I reached a point where I went, I think I can just stop playing this. Like every mission is going to be go and speak to this person about this thing. It's another game that loves the sound of its own voice. It's just... It's empty without being empty. There's just... There's no... I don't know. There was another thing where I thought the game had a glitch because I couldn't go through a door. And I looked it up. And the answer was, when you do part of the mission, it unselects the mission so it doesn't tell you what to do next. And in actual fact, you need to go and speak to another character. Another two days lost to that. It's wandering around, banging my head against a brick wall. It. <sighs> so big, so vast, so much you can do. None of it you really want to. <sighs> part of me feels like I'm missing the game, like the point. And another part of me is like, eh, so what? Um, been playing UFC 4. Um, I am heavyweight champion of the world. I have not increased the difficulty. However, I have increased my stats, which means it's even easier for me to win. I should absolutely increase the difficulty. I'm probably not going to. It's been interesting. You reach a point where it's like, I'm, I'm heavyweight champion of the world. So all I do now is defend my title to people who are not as good as me. 
in a game where the difficulty is lower than it should be and my stats are through the roof. So let's talk about the crew. Uh, I had the crew. I think I had it on the PS4. Let's say that. One of my favourite um, driving games of that sort of time, um, whatever, I had this amazing thing that I'd never seen before in a driving game and I've never seen since. And it baffles me for both of those reasons. When you're doing a driving game, you go around a corner and you crash into something, the car would take damage. Loads of games do it. It's a common thing. Sometimes you can turn the damage off. Sometimes you can have cosmetic damage. Sometimes you have damage that affects how you drive. But if you crash your car, you get damage. And the crew does it as well. If you crash your car, you get damage. Sometimes it feels like over-accentuated damage, but you get damage. But your vehicles are like Wolverine. Or, in fact, Deadpool. Your vehicles have a healing factor. A healing ability. And you can physically watch them repair themselves. It makes no sense. It goes. It doesn't go with the story in any way. And it's a super cool feature. Story's good. One of the few times that a racing game has a good story. Um, playing it now oh so the issue was I played it I loved it and I finished it you couldn't do a new game you couldn't find a way to select a new game so I was like this ain't my first rodeo my friend all you have to do is delete the save you'll still keep all of your achievements for the game but there won't be a save there, and you can just go about your merry way playing a new game. Boom, baby. Yeah, first time I've ever heard of this one. Your save is stored on Ubisoft server. So you physically can't delete it. It's not stored on your hard drive of your console. It's not stored in your cloud Nope. Stored on an Ubisoft server. So as a, as a racing game that I really enjoyed and had finished, couldn't play it again. It did this thing and it was like, oh, you can just go back to the missions and just say you want to do them again. It's like, that's not the same though, is it? And that was the end of that game. I believe I sold it. And then the Crew 2 came out. And I got it expecting great things and went, what the hell is this? It does this thing where you have the ability to change from a car to a boat. <coughs> Excuse me. To a plane at the touch of a button. And that seemed to be about it. It was a very strange sequel and I just couldn't get on with it. And that was kind of the end of the crew for me. Having Game Pass on the Xbox, which is, as you may know, not a PlayStation. I was like, hmm, you can get the crew as part of Game Pass. I think it's actually a gold, so it's slightly different to Game Pass. Anyway, um, I was like, oh man, I really enjoyed that game. 
I wonder if I download it to the Xbox, if I can play a new game version of it. And lo and behold, you can. Honestly, it hasn't aged as well as I'd hoped it would have done. Um, still good fun, still good game. There are a couple of aspects, having played not very much of it, that I'm like, oh man, I really wish we could get rid of this. Like it does that like, oh here's a challenge in the middle of the road. Like, well I don't want to do the challenge, I'm driving from point A to point B. Can we give it a miss? Not really. Now, you know, do a slalom. I don't want to. I just want to go that way. Oh, you failed. You're a failure. That's what my life keeps telling me. So thanks for that. I will say this though, given the chance last night once the quest died on me, that was the game I put on rather than the other two. So, just saying. Speaking of the quest, um, I bought two games. That's not strictly true. Two games were purchased, let's just say that. Um, a new device needs a new game. Planning to play, but let's try something new. One was cheap because it's the older version. There is a new version of the game. Uh, so the old version was cheap, which uh, is called NFL Pro Era. Now then, if anybody remembers way back when I was playing a lot of VR, I may have mentioned that I purchased an American football style game. It was very basic. And one of the key points to it as a game was I couldn't do it. I could not make that game work at all. Lan, she could do it. She could make it work. I'm like, I don't get it. How are you doing it? And I can't. And I tried everything and I could not get it to work. I couldn't do it. Snap the ball. I've dropped the ball. Throw the ball. I've dropped the ball. Stop letting go of the ball. I don't know how to do that. So, no matter how much I wanted to be an NFL quarterback, it just wasn't meant to be. NFL Pro Era says they don't believe that statement and they want me to be a quarterback for the team of my choosing. Honestly, I'll hold my hands up on this one. It looks super cool. It looks super fun. I thought I'd play it a little bit and maybe get bored of it. It is nothing like I expected it to be. It is very much a, this puts you in the helmet of the quarterback. You've even got like the surround, like you're looking out of the helmet. But it's not just that. It tells you the play that's going to be played. It's a little bit like Madden in that sense. Tell you the play that's going to be played. You snap the ball, the ball comes to you, and then it's your, it's your job to make a decision what's going to happen. And things like the realism involved. There was a point where I threw a pass um, through to a wide receiver who was running. And they caught the ball. They ran. And then they fumbled the ball and the other team got the ball. And I was like, wow. On one hand, that's really annoying. On the other hand, super realistic. 
Um, ultimately, you only play as a quarterback, which is fine. Does mean you do spend a little bit of the time sitting out of the game. You can um, simulate the game, so that's fine. So you just simulate to your next play. You've got um, the ball being hiked to you, and then you do a passing throw. You've got the ball being handed back to you. You do a passing throw, and then you've got one where the ball gets handed off to you, and you hand it off to the running back. Honestly, super fun. One thing I will say is I completely blanked on the year of this version of the game. So the new version is the 2023 version. This is the 2022 version, and I picked a team not realising that in 2022, that team wasn't very good, and it shows in the game. So I was a bit like, damn it, pick the wrong team. But lots of fun. Um, the big booty item, the big, the big mama of a mama jama of a game. It's a game called Bone Lab. Now, again, if you go back, you'll remember I talked a lot about a game called Bone Works, which was a PC VR game that I could play through the PC and the Quest headset. Bone Lab is a sequel to Boneworks, which can be played solely through the Quest 2. I was like, I'm sorry, what? There's a sequel to one of my favourite games. Bring it on, bitches. Um, upside, absolutely a sequel to Boneworks. Downside, a very, very, very short campaign at the start, and then it just gives you all the stuff you would want from the end of the game. So you've got the arena, you've got some challenges, you've got some um, movement challenges, you've got some shooting challenges, you've got like a puzzle to solve in the main hub. But that's it. To my knowledge, there's no more of a campaign, which feels strange. But then I had to remember the limitations of the Quest versus the PC. And I was like, nah, fair enough, to be fair. Then I was like, hang on a minute. Once I'd finished Boneworks, I just spent all my time in the arena. So let's go play in the arena. And that's what I did for a long time. So... Drained the battery, as I was saying, twice, just purely playing Bone Lab. And in about 20 minutes' time, I'm going to be playing Bone Lab again. That's how I roll. Um, there we go. That is the podcast for this week. That is the podcast for today. Um, sorry if it was too much computer games, but that's where my tiny little brain is at the moment. So, you know, next week I'll probably be complaining about something, I don't know, driving related. Who knows? Right, I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. So there we go, what you think to that? Another one done, another one gone. Sorry if you weren't wanting the uh, <coughs> computer game stuff, but hey, 
you got to go with, you, with, with what's been happening in the week, and that was what was happening this week. There was other stuff. It wasn't like it was all computer games. What more do you want? I jest. Anyway, before you go, if you want to hear more computer game talk, you can like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you leave a review, where you can leave a review, and uh, check out the website. TheCookieCast.com has got our social media links and the email button. That way you can get in touch with us. Maybe write us an email and tell us what your favourite computer game is. Anyway, that's enough from me. I'm going to let you guys go. And I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of CookieCast.